Good morning. How's it going? All right, today we are going to be in Psalm 146. Um, I'm going to open us up in prayer real quick. God, I, uh, I thank you for uh, just bringing us together as a, a church this morning. Um, God, thank you for awesome weather and, and the time to just join together and, and worship you. Um, God, I, I just pray that we learn through your word today. God, speak through this Psalm 146. And, and God, I pray that... Um, you know, the, the word shines bright today and that we, we draw close to you. God, may we learn from this scripture and, and take it with us this week. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man, in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations, praise the Lord. Um, so that's, that's the entire chapter. We're going to start off with the first two verses. And I actually, you know, I, the last couple of times I like to kind of start off with a story or, or something a, a little bit light. This is going to be different. Um, we're going to start off at a, a not-so-joyful place. Um, basically, we're, we're going to start with life is short. Life doesn't last very long. We see that throughout the entire book of Psalms. You know, I, I read through a lot of Psalms as I was just praying through it and trying to pick what chapter I, I felt like God was really like pulling on my heart to teach. Um, and reading through it, you see that you know, it's, it's really emphasized that, hey, our our life, our, our time on earth is short. Um, I mean, for me personally, I swear like a year ago, I think I was 21 and I turned 30 this year. So it, it just like, there's constantly milestones like that. They're like, man, it like, this does go by fast. Chantez, was that surprising? Was turning 30 surprising? <laughs> uh, so we're going to check out in Psalms here real quick. Psalm 39, uh, 4 and 4. Four through five. O Lord, make me know my end and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. Behold, you have made my days a few breaths. My lifetime is as nothing to you. Surely all mankind stands as mere breath. And then Psalms 102. We see in verse three, my days pass away like smoke. Psalms 102 verse 11. My days are like an evening shadow. I wither away like grass. Like I said, there are examples like this all throughout the Psalms of just how quick, how precious life is. And then we see in verses 1 and 2, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. So life is short, and I think in chapter 146, the psalmist really gives us a clear vision for what our priorities should be while life is, is short. And so we see that our, our priority is, I will 
praise the Lord as long as I live. So we see those three words in the middle there, praise the Lord. That, that really spoke to me this week. And I started thinking like, I will what as long as I live? You know, there's a, a lot of things that I know for me personally, I can put in that blank and they like, seemingly it's mostly good stuff. You know, I will work as long as I live. I will care as long as I live. I will laugh as long as I live. There's countless things that you can put in there that are good things, but those good things should flow from our love and joy that is found in God because without starting at that point, everything else is, is fleeting. It's, it's fading. It's you know, quick to, to go away. We see that a, a life centered on a relationship with God will lead to joy, and it's, it's not a joy that's fleeting. Um, it leads to a life of, of purpose, and then that closest to God ultimately leads to a life centered on praise. And that, that praise is, is out of joy. And we know, I mean, we've talked about this as a church. We've seen it throughout Scripture. Life of following God is, is not going to be easy. I mean, we're, again, we're promised that struggles are going to come. We're going to have hard times. Um, but we have our, our promise. And we, we see in the Psalms, we see in, in chapter 146, you know, they, we know that, that God is forever good um, despite our, our struggles and despite the, the hardships that we're going to face. I think we, you know, I want to clarify here too. I, I love the way we started worship today and, and how we've been doing that and, and standing together and, and singing songs of, of praise. It's, it's really powerful to come together as a church and, and worship. Um, I think we need to look too. There's, there's multiple ways that we can live a life centered on praise. It's not always standing together as a, a church and, and singing. You know, a life of, of praise can be done through prayer. It can be done through conversations. Um, it can be done through service. I mean, mowing the, the grass out here and, and getting the mulch and, and everything ready for the church. A, a life of service is a, a life of, of praise to God. I think, you know, it can, it can be done through acts of, of kindness and ultimately Praise is done through obedience to the Lord and, and following his, his calling. I think as you draw closer to God, as you draw closer to Scripture, you start to see praise flowing from your life in, in various different ways. So we, we look back again. I will, I will praise my God while I have my being. That's how verse 2 ends. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. So I want to ask as a church, like, what are... What are we going to do while we have our, our being? We look at, man, it's short. It goes by quick. So what are we going to do while we have it, while we, while we have our, our being? How are we going to praise the Lord as, as long as we live? So we're going to keep, keep going through this. We see here, all right, life is short. Got it. We know. And then we see that the psalmist follows that up with a, a warning. And this is the, the only warning throughout this chapter, um, but it's a warning of, hey, this, this thing could hinder your life being centered on praise, your life being centered on worship. So what is that? Let's look at, at verses 3 and 4 here. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. So I, I just put here the, 
at the beginning, you know, a prince or the prince. So what do you all think of, and, and this again is a, I know we've been doing this a lot recently, but I want this to be a conversation. When you all hear a prince, what do you think of? Do you like start seeing more purple? Is it, I know for me it's mostly like Tayshaun Prince. I think it's like always kind of imprinted in my brain. What do you, what do you all think? Nice. That's good. That's really good. Awesome. Disney. Disney. That's good. <laughs> Wasn't there recently like drama with the prince or something? Shows how I, I think they moved to L.A. or I don't know. I don't I don't keep up with it very well. But anyways, like I said, this proves to me princes. I, I see Tayshawn Prince when I hear that. So, um. You know, we, we start with an encouragement to worship, an encouragement to a life of, of praise, and then we see a warning, right? We see a warning, don't, don't put your trust in princes because they are not forever. You know, they're, they're fleeting, their plans perish, they, they fade away quickly. And then we're going to see, just kind of a, a foreshadowing here, we're going to see the characteristics of an eternal God. So we have encouragement to worship, we have our warning against sin, and then we have the characteristics and the charge from God. So why is this warning to us right in the, the middle here of this psalm? Why, why did the psalmist think that this warning is so important that it, it could derail a life of, of praise? And so let's just talk about princes in that time. So I think, Demarcus, you gave a, a great example, next, next in power. So the princes were usually of you know, a, a royal bloodline, royal descent. Uh, they could, you know, send people to war. They could destroy cities. Oftentimes they would, you know, choose life or death for people. I, I picture like the gladiator movie of the, the guy with like the thumbs up or thumbs down. And, and that's, I mean, princes were powerful. And a lot of times they were born into that influence. So they're kind of born where they have to be puffed up. They have to kind of put on a show. They can't, show weakness or people will start to to tear it apart i think it's you know when you're trying to put on an image like that i think it's it's really hard not to really put on on like a false front and try and prove like hey i'm i'm worthy of being next up um you know i think we're seeing here like the psalmist is saying hey that's also fleeting like sure they can control life and death and and make just powerful, powerful decisions, but even that is fleeting when you put side by side with the power of the Lord. And so I, I think, you know, we'll, all right, we get that, we see what princes are, but how does that translate to today? How are we, you know, are we putting our hope in leaders today and in the leaders, leaders of our nation today or past leaders of our nation I think one thing that we can all agree on is that the last couple of years have been crazy, right? Like we see a software attack lead to pipelines shutting down, lead to people filling up plastic bags in their trunk of gasoline. Like I think we're constantly seeing over and over again how fragile the entire system is. I think that's just very, very clear these last couple of years, and it's really stood out. And so I think with, you know, looking at, at how fragile of a system of power that we have in place, it leads us to ask, you know, where is our, our hope? 
if your hope is in that government, if your hope is in our software, in our security, I mean, that's, that's a, a fleeting hope. I think we need to see, like, there is no certainty in this world apart from certainty in God. And so kind of shifting from that, it's easy to say, all right, government, everybody's frustrated at, at A, B, C, you know, whatever with, with the government and the powers that be. And so it's, it's kind of easy to be like, all right, I won't idolize our government. That's not what I, I want to look at. That's not what I want to be like. That's a fairly easy thing to, to walk away from. And so looking back at the text, we see, uh, put not your trust in princes. And looking at that translation, the original text is, is referencing people of influence. And so what about like influencers, athletes, people who are constantly pushed forward in our culture, similar to how princes were pushed forward and puffed up and kind of taught to put on a show. We have a, a lot of that in our, our culture today. There's a lot of people of influence and, and people with a stage and with a, a following that it's, it's a lot easier to start to emulate and put your hope, put your happiness, put you know, how you're going to build your, your personality and characteristics into people of influence. And we see through the Psalms that, hey, they're also just people and they're fleeting and their plans are going to perish. And so I was reflecting through my own life and, and you know, I think as Christ followers, everybody, like we always struggle with idols, we struggle with um, putting things before God. And, and this was a, kind of a tough one for me to look back to, but um, if you don't, Shugs, if you don't care to switch. So 2012 championship, uh, we were at UK. It was the just craziest, probably what, six weeks I, I think I can ever remember. I mean, we like, I, I watched every single game. Then I would go and rewatch. I think I've rewatched even since. And then we would have in between games, you know, if we had a Saturday game, Sunday, Monday, we would probably, like me, Lee, and a couple of friends would probably go and talk about Kentucky basketball. Like, what can we do better? You know, how's Anthony Davis's matchup in the next game? And then we got to the tournament. The tournament, we would win a game and go crazy. I mean, the city went nuts. We were flipping couches. We were, like, setting couches on fire in the middle of the street, people running up and down the streets. And then we get to the final four, and it gets even crazier. We start waiting at the airport at 2 a.m. in the morning for a bunch of college kids to fly home so we can clap and cheer them on when they get off the plane and then watch them play a couple days later and then burn the city down again. It was just like looking back, I mean, it was, it was crazy. And just thinking about myself, I, I kind of went back looking for some pictures and stuff, and my profile picture on Facebook was Anthony Davis in 2012. I think that's a pretty clear like, all right, that was maybe a little bit too much time spent on that. Um, you know, we like really, it was just every, every day was about that team. I think I skipped a lot of classes that year. Um, you know, it was, it was really just everything was centered on that team. So then if you'll go to the next picture, Shugs, we get to, we win the championship. City goes nuts. Like I talked about, we get to the, the next day and I'm like, all right, like we're going to have at least like three or four of these guys coming back. We're going to do it all over again. My whole off season is going to be like, how are we going to celebrate? I'm going to get new couches so I can burn those again next year. And then every single guy in this picture leaves and goes to the NBA, along with, I think, three or four others. 
Um, and then I turn on ESPN. I'm like, all right, well, we're, we've got recruits coming in. It's going to be awesome again next year. We'll figure it out. And on ESPN, they're talking about, okay, Kentucky won. Who's going to win it next year? I'm like, man, I just spent six months of every day thinking about focusing on and celebrating this team. They win, and 12 hours later, they're talking about, all right, who's, you know, what 18 and 19-year-olds are, are going to do it again? And it, and it was not us. The year after was probably the worst team we've ever had, which is, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just, you know, it, it hit me hard looking back at that. And then I think, you know, we've, as a church, we've talked about Benin and our trips to West Africa and the, the things that we've done and, and the, the way that we've been able to plant a church and empower a pastor and start reaching people in Benin. Well, as I was looking back, 2012 is actually the same year that we went to West Africa. So the championship, we won that first weekend of April, and then we went to West Africa, I think, was it, October, November of that year. And I look back now, and it's like, it's, it's just vastly different joy. It was a joy in a basketball team that was, and it was fun, and the highs were high, but it was just fleeting. It was just gone. And then I look at the joy found in that trip to Benin and sharing the gospel and, and seeing people come to know Jesus. And it was hard. It was, I mean, we were sweating like crazy. We were working every day, sleeping on concrete. Like it was a hard trip, but it was an inexplainable joy. And so now I look back on those two and just kind of the, the way that they are side by side. And, and you know, I, I love Kentucky basketball, but how high was I holding Kentucky basketball? And now to look back and see man, this mission trip to share the gospel, it's just a different joy. It's a different perspective. And so I think, you know, we, we need to see, like, the things that we hold up and the things that we lift up, they're, they're going to break down. People, anything that we put in front of God, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a battle. It's going to be things that we wrestle with, and eventually they're, they're going to fade away. And so there's, there's really... Two more areas that I want to look at with this. I think, you know, there's one that we can also look at others, like we kind of taking that level down from influencers, and there can be people in your circle. There can be bosses at work. There can be, you know, friends, parents, guardians, any, like, there can be people close that you start to lift up and, and hold to the standard that should be for, for God. And even those good and caring people are fleeting and, and their plans are eventually going to end. And then the last point I want to make with this is ourselves. Is there a, a situation where you are your own prince? Are we putting ourselves above God? We look back at the first point. So as, as long as I live, I will blank. When I started to, to think through that, that, blank, a lot of the stuff was centered around myself. I will work. I will be successful. You know, just keep, keep filling that in. And a lot of it is good things, but kind of self-serving things. So are we putting ourselves before God? Am I striving to reach my own goals, or am I living a life chasing after Jesus? I think, you know, people who know me know that I, I love my work. I, I love what I do. I, I've been fortunate enough to work for two really, really awesome 
startups and, and get to learn and build really cool things. But just kind of a quick story. So Rachel and I moved up here fall of 2019. We moved up from Lexington. I, the startup that I spent my first couple years at was, it was amazing. Great, great company. It was a place that I could have seen myself staying at my entire career. We had a couple bad months and next thing we know we were selling and we were then owned by a company in New York City and it just flipped everything on its head in a matter of weeks and then we move up here. I'm still working for this company in New York City. We buy a house. We're going through all these you know, changes and getting to a good spot, really getting plugged in here and then I got laid off. And so I went in a matter of months from, man, this job is awesome. I can build my career here to, hey, I'd I don't have a job and we're in a new area trying to make connections in Cincinnati. Like, and it was a, a tough thing to see, but it also laid out like, man, my, my hope and my priority can't just be in my work. It can't be in bosses or, or what I'm building because even that, that stuff is, is fleeting. So now let's look at the prince. So we see in Isaiah, through the prophecy in Isaiah, we see him reference the coming Messiah. He references Jesus and calls him the Prince of Peace. But why? So what, is, what does that mean? Looking at John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus gives us peace that surpasses all understanding. It's peace that's infinite. It's a relationship that is, is forever. It's, it's not fleeting. It's not fading in the way that a prince's peace would be. So I want to reread verse 4 here. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Everyone else returns to the earth, and everyone else's plans perish with them. Jesus is not fleeting. The day that he returned to the earth, his plans did not perish. He didn't perish. He returned three days later and conquered sin and death on our behalf. Knowing Christ is unlike anything else that this world can offer us. So I want to ask, you know, is, is your trust in a prince, in another person, in a thing, in something that is soon going to be gone, or is your trust in Jesus? So now I want to shift from uh, you know, this, this warning to now shift to see, all right, what is the character of an eternal, an eternally powerful God? So verses 5 and 6. Blessed is he whose hope, whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever. The Lord never ends. He never perishes. His promises are true forever. Hope in Him is everything. He is worthy of our trust, worthy of our worship. So let's align our, our priorities, start a relationship with God, and let your life flow from that. Jump into, jumping on to verse 7 and 9, looking even further into the character of God, but also what I think should be the character of Redemption Church 
and then the character of Christ followers. So verse 7. He who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry, the Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens up the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. He upholds the widow and the fatherless. Fatherless, But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. So every characteristic that's laid out here executes justice for the oppressed, sets the prisoners free, feeds the hungry, lifts those who are bowed down, loves the righteous, watches over sojourners, upholds the widows and the fatherless, and brings to, brings to ruin the way of the wicked. All of these characteristics are lived out by Jesus. Those cast down, Jesus calls them and lifts them up. Those hurting, Jesus heals them. Those blind, Jesus lets them see. <clears throat> he feeds the hungry. He opens the eyes of the blind and he heals the sick. We were dead in our sin. We were prisoners to the grave and Christ has set us free. There is one word in here. So verse 9, the Lord watches over the sojourners. I wasn't 100% sure what that meant. I know I've heard it before, but it's not like, that's not a word we use every day, right? So does anybody know what a sojourner is? Yeah, Demarcus. Is it like yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really good. So it's a, foreigners, it's people who are traveling. They're not really like tied to a, a specific nation. They're moving through nations. They're traveling through cities. Um, and we see here, it says, the Lord watches over those sojourners. And I think that word actually applies to us a lot more than we would probably expect. So jumping to the New Testament and looking at Philippians 3, verse 20. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're citizens of heaven who are on a very finite and, and fleeting earth. And then in Hebrews 13, we see... There's no enduring city on earth, but we're looking for the city that is to come. So we're, we're traveling through earth. We're traveling through this, this finite place waiting for the kingdom that is to come. So we are, we are sojourners as well. And so now looking at, at the end of verse 9, it says, But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. Jesus has brought an end to sin and death's power. He not only brought an end to the wicked, he defeated the wicked one. He's defeated our enemy. And apart from Jesus, there's no victory over this empty world. There's only plans. There's only people that perish. In Christ, the world is not our end-all, be-all. This fleeting world can't stop us. It can't hold us down. Princes will come and go. Our bodies will come and go. People will come and go. Plans will come and go. But Jesus is forever. Like I said, we're, we're just passing through on our, on our way to forever. And now we close with, with verse 10. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, 
to all generations. Praise the Lord. We see this chapter come full circle, right? I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. And then we close chapter 10. The Lord will reign forever. God is forever. And I I pray that as individuals and as a church, we really align ourselves to Scripture. We align ourselves to the characteristics of God, to the actions of His Son, Jesus. And I, I, I pray that we can see, you know, our, our lives are short. How do I live a, a life of praise and worship that is centered on Christ? How do I fight idols? And how do I fight putting my hope in princes that will perish to keep my hope in the Prince of Peace. God is, is eternal. We've covered, you know, God is, is forever. God chose to send Jesus to earth so that he could save us when we couldn't save ourselves from this fleeting earth. We all sin, and we all wrestle with, with idols. I mean, I gave kind of a, a silly example of myself with the, the 2012 basketball team, but there's, there's always something that is pulling for your heart, pulling for your affection, and, and pulling for your, your focus. And we've all been you know, held captive by things that are, are temporary, by promises that are, are faulty. But Jesus, in, in his infinite goodness, in his perfection, chose to die in our place. He loves us more than any prince, any person, anything, any, anyone could, and his love is forever. And so I, I just want to encourage you all, if you haven't, you know, put your trust in Christ, not in someone else, not in yourself, not in anything but Jesus. So we look back to the, I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I want us to take some time and and reflect on this chapter and reflect on that blank. I will blank as long as I live. What word, what words do you think fill, fill that blank for you? And how do we get to where it is? Praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. So we're going to mix it up a little bit today because Ben is upstairs and yeah, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Um, So I'm going to close this out in prayer and then we are actually going to close in worship. So I want us to, to live out this song, you know, let's lift up some praise as a church and really just, you know, charge into the week and, and let's worship together. So I'm going to close this in prayer. God, I, uh, I just thank you for this morning. God, we, we thank you for your son, Jesus. God, may our hope not be in, in princes of this world, God, but in, in your son, in your provision, in, in your eternity. God, I, I just pray that we draw close to you. God, I pray that people come to know you. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen.